All right. Series of messages that we are in. Oh, I just need to say this. Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas. Because if I don't get a chance to say that on Christmas Eve, I want to make sure you hear it now. Merry Christmas. We're in a series, God with us. And the main point of this series is God is with us always, regardless. God is with us always, regardless. And I think all of us would probably agree that there has been a lot of the regardless this last 10 months. It has just been extraordinary, the things that we have experienced. And we've been reminded that God is with us in the valleys, no matter how deep or dark they are. That God is with us in the pits, no matter how challenging or how unique they might be. We've also learned that it's relatively easy for us to admit the fact that God is with us when times are good. When things are easy, God's with us. But when things aren't so easy, we kind of wonder, is God with, where did God go in all of this? So today, what we want to do is we want to look at the entire passage of Scripture. We've been focused on one verse of Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. We're going to look at the entire passage and draw some, some considerations from this that I trust will really be a blessing to you and help you with this thought. God is with us in 2020. God is with us in 2020. So pray with me if you would. Lord, thank you for today. Speak to us from your word, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew chapter 1, beginning at verse number 18. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant with the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what was what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. Six, six considerations. The first one is this, complex conditions. Complex conditions. When you read the first part of this story, verse number 18, this is what you read. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. And we just kind of go on, and we don't think much about it. It's just kind of an introductory sentence. Now, 2020, there has been so much said about 2020. I mean, it's just, and honestly, I'm going to say a little bit more about it today. And there's probably going to be some more said about it next week, and on and on. It's probably going to be a topic of conversation for a really long time, because we've never experienced in our lifetime anything like it. Now, in 2020, number of things that would that we're going to be familiar with for a long time. Lockdowns, the wearing of masks, keeping our distance, murder hornets. Are you kidding me? And then we had a toilet paper shortage. I'm sorry, I still can't get my arms around that thing. A toilet paper? I was in Costco the other day, and I'm back there. I was looking for something else, but here are the people lined up for toilet paper. And the guy back in the end of Costco said this, only can take one. You can only take one. You can, I'm thinking, what is the deal with the toilet paper shortage? Why that of all things? Then, then we had riots in the streets. 
and then the election of 2020. And it seems as if every week something else occurs. Can I just say it this way? We live in complex times. The conditions that we're experiencing have a level of complexity I've never experienced, and maybe you haven't either. And you know, that it's difficult to quantify it all, whether it's in families or at work or in our neighborhoods or it's with our education, everyday life, whatever it is, the conditions of 2020 are just hard to describe. And I think, and I don't think rather, it's a stretch to say that we may have questioned whether or not God was with us. And I, and I mean that sincerely. Because I think when things begin to be, they pile on top of one another, you begin to question, God, where are you in all of this? Have you, have you just abandoned us now? But here's the thing that I want us to catch this morning. We're not the first generation to have to deal with complex conditions in life. In fact, let's go all the way back to the first Christmas. When you read this statement, this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah you go, oh, yeah, you know, this is such a cool story. And the first thing we think of, we think of Christmas, we might think of Christmas cards. And we see this beautiful couple walking down an idyllic road somewhere with the stars shining in the background and a big full moon and Mary with the glow on her face on the back of a donkey. And Joseph in his regalness is just walking along so carefully. And it's such a beautiful picture. And there may be even a song, Oh, Little Town of Bethlehem, on the card. Or, we three kings of Orion are, we go, oh man, it's such a beautiful scene. And honestly, yes, it is. But you know, there's more to it than just that. I want you to know that when Mary and Joseph were on their way to Bethlehem, things weren't all that great. They lived under slavery. They were oppressed of a Roman emperor who, by his own word, would be considered God. They were commanded when she was nine months pregnant to take a trip from Nazareth to Bethlehem. A nine-month pregnant woman on the back of a donkey. Are you kidding me? This is not the simplest of conditions. And then you get to Bethlehem, and Joseph says, uh, Mary, I got some bad news. What's that, Joseph? There's no place for us. There's no room. So what are we going to do? Joseph, I'm about ready to get, but what are we going to do? Well, the innkeeper said we can go into the barn. Think about it. One thing after another is, is, is laying or layering on this family. All of the circumstances that are surrounding them, I want to tell you something, there's some complexity going on. It wasn't simple. It wasn't just this idyllic picture that we may have now. There was complexity they were having to deal with. Chapter 2 of the book of Luke, in those days Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. First census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their hometown to register. You see, their conditions were challenging and complex, just as ours are in 2020. There's nothing normal about this year. Not one thing. And we're challenged unlike anything that we have ever faced in our lifetime. Yet, no matter how complex the conditions are or may become, God is with us always regardless. You and I are going to face complex conditions. 
2020 notwithstanding. It's going to continue. But God is with us always, regardless. The second thing to consider is messy circumstances. Mary was pledged to Joseph, but she was pregnant. She was pledged, but she was pregnant. Here's what many of us picture Christmas should be. The picture of the 50s Christmas. It's perfect. Everything is great. Everybody's dressed in dresses and suits. And it's like, what? I have never done that on Christmas, ever. Just to say, no, I'm in sweats and, you know, I'm ready for Christmas. But this is usually the way it turns out. This is either with plus or minus the dogs. It's a mess. It's a mess. You say, well, Gary, why, why do you say that? Well, here's the reality. You, you see, there's all kinds of messes going on at Christmas. Now think about this. For Joseph and Mary, they're dealing with a pregnancy. And you think, well, that isn't a big deal. But understand, they were betrothed. They were not married. Betrothal was serious, and it was just as binding as a marriage contract. The fact that a divorce was required to break the betrothal shows that their premarital contract was legally binding, even if... If even during the betrothal period, Mary had become sexually intimate with someone other than Joseph, she would have been guilty of adultery and subject to stoning by the law of Moses. You can imagine what Joseph thought when Mary shows up pregnant. You talk about messy circumstances. How am I going to tell my parents? How am I going to deal with this in here? What am I going to do? Messy circumstances. But you see, messy Messy is what all of us deal with, whether it's Christmas or not. You and I deal with messy all the time. We, we have relationship messes, work-related messes, financial messes, health messes, and even Christmas messes. messes. Messy circumstances are part and parcel to living, and they will always, we will always have messes. It's just the reality. Jesus said this in John 16. He said, I've told you all of this that you may have peace in me. Here, listen to this. Here on earth, you will have many trials or sorrows, a.k.a. messes. But take heart because I've overcome the world. That phrase, trials and sorrows, can also be translated as distress and anxiety, pressure and afflictions. That is typical for you and I, whether it's Christmas or not. Messy is what our life experience is. Jesus makes it perfectly clear. This is what's going to happen. Yet, even though 2020 is messy, it doesn't matter how messy our circumstances are or become, God is with us always, regardless. Regardless. The third, con- the third consideration is God's intervention. God's intervention. Joseph has a dream, and this is what we read. The Lord, the angel of the Lord, appeared to him. I absolutely love this part of the story. The condition of Joseph and Mary's, the, the, things were complex. There was messy everywhere. And in the middle of all of that turmoil, God shows up and intervenes. I love that. There's a, there's a show on A&E, Arts and Entertainment, 307 episodes. It was called Intervention. If you ever saw the show, what it was is someone was in difficulty in a family. The, the family or friends would intervene on their behalf and get them to an intervention so that that behavior could change, so that there could be some help. Unfortunately, most of the time, when, some, when someone experienced an intervention, they didn't receive it well. They would walk out of the house. Then other times, there was a real good 
conclusion to that particular story. And what I love about this is that there's a great conclusion to this. And it's not so much that I want to leave you with the conclusion, but I want to leave you with the fact that in the midst of all of the difficulty, what happened? God intervened. And I want you to know, no matter what you may be experiencing, no matter how complex the conditions might be, no matter how messy your circumstances are, God has not gone anywhere. He has not left you to yourself. He will intervene on your behalf no matter what you might be facing or what you will face in the future. God will intervene on our behalf. And for Joseph, it was a proverbial game changer. Everything changed on that. Because you notice in the text, what was he saying? He said he had a mind to do what? To divorce her quietly. He was an honorable guy, but he was, gonna, he was trying to follow the law, but he didn't want anything to happen to her. He loved her. He, she was going to be his wife. They were betrothed. He said, wait a minute, I don't want anything bad to happen. God intervened. And out of that, Joseph responds so incredibly well. Decades later, we read this about the Apostle Paul. 2 Timothy chapter 3. You, however, know how about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, my faith, patience, love, endurance, persecution, sufferings, and what kinds of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. The persecutions I endured. Look at this. Yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. God will intervene. God intervened. In this situation with Joseph and Mary, God intervened for Paul. God will intervene on our behalf. So in matters large and small, God will intervene, and he is with us always, regardless. The next consideration is salvation promised. This is what the angel told Joseph. You will name Jesus, because you will name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. As the angel speaks to Joseph, we have the message of Christmas explained simply and concisely. We learn that the message of Christmas is all about salvation. It's all about salvation. Three observations. First, salvation was always the plan. It was always the plan. Now, I need to just stop for a second. There's something that's just been kind of ringing in my ears about this. It is so interesting to me. That over the past 10 months, however long it's been, forgive me if I get my months incorrect, it's, it just is what it is. We don't know sometimes which day it is, the way things have gone. But it's interesting to me that over this time of challenge and quarantine and stay-at-home orders and all the things that we've had to experience, the church did not have an opportunity to gather as we normally would have gathered at Easter time. One of the great celebrations of the church year, isn't it? Did you know what another great celebration of the church is? Church year is? It's Christmas. And isn't it interesting that there is an incredible move? I may get in trouble for what I'm going to say, but I'm going to say it. Seems to me that there is a move to prevent us from celebrating Christmas. And I believe, sure as I'm standing in front of you today, I believe it is an attack of the adversary of our souls because Christmas is all about salvation. And anything the enemy can do to keep people from hearing the message of hope in Jesus, he will do. But we need to stand up as we've never stood up before and celebrate Christmas. Why? Because it's all about, it's all about salvation. It's about salvation. 
And the enemy's going to fight that. So we shouldn't be ashamed anywhere we go. Merry Christmas. Why? Because that's about salvation. It's about Jesus. So salvation was always the plan. In fact, I love this. The message paraphrase, when it talks about sin, uses this phrase. The dead end, empty-headed way of life. Sin. I love that. But you see, what's really interesting about this is that salvation was always the plan. It was always the plan. This was God's plan. In fact, we learned this before time began even. 1 Peter chapter 1. Your life is a journey you must travel. This is the message paraphrase. You must travel with a deep consciousness of God. It costs God plenty to get you out of the, that, that dead-end, empty-headed life you grew up in. He paid with Christ's sacred blood, you know. He died like an unblemished sacrificial lamb. And this, look at this. And this was no afterthought. Okay, this was no afterthought. Even though it has only lately at the end of the ages become public knowledge. God always knew he was going to do this for you. It's because of this sacrificed Messiah, whom God then raised from the dead and glorified, that you trust in God and that you know you have a future in God. You see, salvation was always the plan. Before time even began, God said, salvation, I'm going to restore humankind into right relationship with me for eternity. It is so powerful. And not only that, it was always the plan, but we also have to realize that all of us are sinners, every one of us. Every one of us. In fact, Paul says that everyone has sinned. We all fall short of the glory of God or God's glorious standard. Christmas is all about salvation. That's the third observation. Christmas is so much more than the celebration of the birth of baby Jesus. Hear this. It's so much more than the celebration of the birth of baby Jesus. Jesus came to save you from sin and all of the hurt and the guilt Jesus came to save you for the purpose of significant living. Jesus came to save you by his grace. Christmas was, is, and will always be until Christ comes again, a season of salvation to everyone who is willing by faith to ask Jesus to become their Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. This is a season of salvation. You know this statement, right? Jesus is the reason for the season. You know that, right? going to change that this morning. Yep, I'm getting radical. Here we go. You are the reason for the season. Understand this. You and me, we are the reason for the season. Listen to this. Luke chapter 2. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that it will cause great joy for all the people. Look at this. Today in the town of David, a Savior is born to you. You and I are the reason for this season. You and I are the reason that we celebrate Christmas and let's celebrate like we've never celebrated before because this is a season of salvation. Let's believe for God to save our neighbors, our friends, our family. John 3.16, we've already read it, quoted it, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's the message of Christmas. Hallelujah. So sin is the greatest of all matters. Yet, yet, God's plan was to save us and it affirms that he is always with us regardless. Hallelujah. 
The next consideration is plans fulfilled. Plans fulfilled. As this... As this narrative goes on, we read this. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said. The Lord had said. Now, 2020 and the comments surrounding 2020 are going to be here a long time. There's been a lot of comments made, some kind of tongue-in-cheek. And I want to share with you three tongue-in-cheek comments made about 2020 that I kind of like. Now, I don't want anybody to think for one minute that I am minimizing any of the consequences of this. But can I just say this? Sometimes... Things get so heavy, maybe the only way that we can kind of move out of that heaviness is to just laugh a little bit, and kind of laugh at ourselves. So look at these. Here's one. You ready? Three years from now, I can't believe it's still 2020. I like this one too. Based on 2020 thus far, I'm expecting the flying monkeys of Wizard of Oz to show up at any moment. And then one more. This is my favorite. This is my favorite. Quarantine has turned us all into dogs. We roam the house looking for food. We're told no if we get too close to strangers. And we get really excited about car rides and walks. And that's absolutely, isn't it true? Isn't it true? There's just been so much going on. But in the midst of all of this, in the midst of all of this, I want you to know something. God's still at work. In the middle of all of the challenges and difficulties and all of the things that we've had to manage and to navigate, God is still at work among us. Don't ever forget that. Sometimes we just don't see it, we don't recognize, but God's still at work. I wonder what God has done in you, brand new, over the last nine months. And I would almost, I would, no, I won't almost, I will guarantee you, God has done something great in your life in the last nine months that he could not have done if this had not occurred. Now you say, Gary, that's just, that's just crazy talk. No. I'm telling you, I'm thinking of my own life. The things that God has done in me. He has given me a new sensitivity about things that I never probably would have had if this had not occurred. I want you to understand something. Crisis is an accelerator. It moves things forward more quickly. And I'm grateful for what God has done. And I believe that God is getting ready to continue to do what he has done, and he's going to do it even in greater measure as we move forward, as we remain faithful to the Lord. Listen to what Scripture says in Galatians chapter 4. But when, it, when in God's plan the proper time had fully come, God sent his Son. When Jesus came into this world, things were messy. Conditions were complex. Everything was upside down. There was all kinds of upheaval but it was at the perfect time that God sent Jesus. And I will tell you, that was the perfect time the first time he came, and it will be the perfect time when he comes again. But in the midst of all of that, God is still fulfilling plans in your life and in mine. I want to be sensitive to what God is doing. I want to hear his voice. I want to follow what he is saying. I want to be responsive to the plans of God that he has for me. God has something special for you, for you, and for your family. Don't ever think that God is not at work in you. Because he is. He will fulfill his plans. You have heard that phrase, timing is everything. And while we might look back at 2020 and go, oh my goodness, never again. I would agree with you. But I would also say, God has done some things this past 10 months that I'm really grateful that he has done in me. And I trust you can say the same. So, God will accomplish his plans no matter what. Remember, he is with us always Regardless. And finally, his presence assured. 
you will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. This is where our series has had its focused attention. And what an incredible thought that God is, is present among us. And, and now, maybe more than ever, I need to have the assurance that God is with me. Yes, God's at work. I admit that. I'm excited about what God's doing. But I also see the challenges everywhere I turn. Everywhere I turn, everywhere you turn, there are challenges. But I want you to know God is with you. God has not left us alone. Listen to what we read in Isaiah chapter 43. I love this passage. It says, do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I've redeemed you. I've called you by name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through fire, the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. For I am the Lord your God. You are precious to me. You are honored and I love you. Do not be afraid for I am with you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You need that. You need that today. I need that today. I need to have the assurance that just as Jesus said, and yes, I will be with you always, even to the very end of the age. No matter where you are, God is with you always, regardless. So this last thought, in all matters, we are confident and assured that God is with us always, regardless. When you come to the conclusion of this passage in verse number 24, this is what you read. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord commanded him. Now I'm telling you, to me, I, I, get really, I get really excited about that verse. Joseph has had, he's got all of this stuff. So think about it. Have you ever gone to bed with all kinds of things on your mind? You're just going, what? Oh my, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. So think about Joseph. Oh my goodness. I'm betrothed to this beautiful little girl, and she's pregnant. That violates the law of God. What, what am I going to do? And, and now Caesar has said, we've got to go to Bethlehem? Are you kidding me? Just one thing after another. And he goes to sleep. Who knows how long it was that it took him to go to sleep. Right? He may have laid there till 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. Just let the mind just going crazy and racing. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And God shows up. And he said, Joseph, take Mary as your wife because I'm at work. I'm doing something here. And Joseph wakes up and he says, I got this because God's with me. God's with me. And the scripture is very clear. He did what the angel of the Lord commanded him. He was obedient. And when he was obedient, the full measure of the blessing of God followed on the heels of that. And you know what happened? He had the privilege, the honor, and the awesome responsibility of being the earthly father to Emmanuel. Emmanuel. God with us. 
And from every indication, he did an extraordinary job. He was obedient. And he was blessed because of his obedience in the midst of everything. So let me just read this to you. No matter how complex life might be, or how messy things are right now. God intervened supernaturally in the past, and the salvation he promised and made available is as sure today as ever. He has amazing plans. Hear this. He has amazing plans ready to be fulfilled for you. And you can rest assured that his presence will be with you always. And the blessings he has in store for you are fully realized as we obey. And the outcomes we enjoy are more incredible than we can think or imagine. One last thought. God is with us in 2020 and will be with us always, regardless. Thank you, Jesus, for your word this morning. As we walk through this last few weeks of 2020, and we move into 2021, let us walk with an absolute assurance that you are with us always, regardless. No matter how complex things are, how messy stuff is, Lord, your salvation is available, your presence is sure, God, your plans are going to be fulfilled. Let us walk with just an incredible sense of peace, but also with great anticipation for what you have in store for us in the days present, but also in the days ahead. I ask in Jesus' name. Amen.